This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. going on everybody welcome back to another week of the reel down uh, took a week off uh, but we're back at it this week just me though uh, jimmy's got a bit work stuff or something uh, he's always got an excuse uh so anyways uh it'd be just me this week but i got the um hobie bos mississippi river lacrosse event runner-up and winner from that event so looking forward to talking with these guys here in a minute um Let's see. First up, we'll just talk with the runner-up, uh, Mr. Eric Siddiqui. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, you make it back from uh, lacrosse, all right? Or yeah, you still on the road? Right. No, no, I made it back. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they for any of our listeners that aren't familiar with you, give you give us a little introduction uh, to yourself and how you got into kayak fishing and uh, how long you've yeah. been doing all that all the tournament scene for. All right. Well, uh, my name's Eric Siddiqui. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I've uh, been kayak fishing for I don't know, 10 years or more. Um, been, That's a good bit. That's yeah, I one started, of the OGs. <laughs> yeah, I started with uh, kayak bass fishing, KBF, fishing online events. And nice. I found out there was live events and just went and st- uh, I remember going to my first event was down in, uh, at Toledo Bend. and went down there and huh. fished and did well and 
qualified for the first KBF championship. So that's kind of how I got started. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's a, it's been a long, long ways coming from there to now. Uh, right. Yeah. And you got a, a lot of big wins under your belt since then. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, uh, I got the trophy from this event behind me, but I also, uh, yeah. I also grabbed a few more Hobie trophies. Oh yeah. <laughs> just just off a little bit. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Uh, well, the winner from the event, uh, Mr. Zach Gibbons, um, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, so let, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into kayak fishing? <clears throat> how did you get into the tournament scene, I guess, of kayak fishing? Um, uh, back in like 2003, I, uh, like I just graduated high school. I had a little bit of graduation money. I was going to Shields to buy a canoe and came out with a kayak and, and I fished with that thing everywhere. And then, uh, wow, that's 2004, 20 years in a, in a kayak. Yeah. And then a lot of experience. Yeah, I guess I had no one. I've never for that first, like 10 years, no one was up here fishing out of kayaks. Like never mm-hmm. saw it. And people would just be asking you a hundred questions at the ramp. And like, I had a little paddle holder and a little piranha, like a hummingbird piranha shoot through hole. Yeah. deal and like rod holders like had to drill holes in the kayak and everything it was just kind of come a long way since then yeah but, for sure uh, I, was yeah. Gonna ask, I was gonna say like, how, do, how does the kayak you're fishing now versus the one from 2003 <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> comparable yeah. but i fished my first tournament in 2014 and i won it and then i i've just been hooked since and that was on the upper upper mississippi up here huh. the small mouth so you got a lot of a lot of experience up there, I guess. Yeah. The, well, I mean that's almost a decade of tournament fishing there. So both of you guys are exper- well experienced anglers here, tournament anglers. Uh, so going into this event, did you guys have any time to like pre-fish or anything, or um, did you just show up and fish it, or? Uh, I'll let you start, Zach. I guess since you were local there, how, how did you um, approach the? Well, I fished the Bassmaster like a little over a month ago, and I basically I only had Friday to pre-fish, and I got there a little late, like 10 a.m., mm-hmm. and uh, I just ran around. Well, I checked out the spots I did good uh, during the Bassmaster event, and yeah, my main spot wasn't any good, so I just like ran all over the place to like all my like all the higher percentage areas, one were you areas fishing I know. Like history, or were you fishing, kind of trying new stuff? Uh, a little bit of history, yeah. And I just yeah. kind of know how that river, like the current flows through it, that area at least. So I just checked out all like where I knew there was kind of incoming water, where there should be, and just to see if it was clean and see if there's any like life pretty much there. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, what about you, dear Eric? How did you how did you approach this going into the event? Did you well, have time uh, to pre-fish or anything? Or? Yeah, I went with uh, Christine and a, and a few uh, other people up to uh, upstate Wisconsin. And right. uh, we did some fun fishing. And then uh, I ended up making it there. I think it was uh, Monday night. And then I fished for about three hours on Tuesday. Went and checked a, a spot that I, um, I fished a couple years ago. Um, and did 
came in fifth or something in, in one tournament hmm. and uh, saw fish torpedoed over them and, and saw them in the area and and then uh, never got back on the water till Saturday. I just kind of enjoyed the nightlife and, and did a little work and, <laughs> and, and took it easy all week and decided not to sore lip any. I didn't think anybody would find them, so I figured hmm. what's the point in catching any during the week. Also, so, I love spotted cows, so I'm I'm not very yeah. Good that's that's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's worth making the trip up there for. Is mm-hmm. just just to go get, get some spot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. You can get see my face, with Zach. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's I had to pick up one. Ca- I only picked up one case. I didn't fill the whole truck. I've got only an hour for me to get some, so I ain't bad. <laughs> I've got like nine cases down there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, sounds like you had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going into this tournament, I guess, how did you guys approach it as far as like what kind of areas were you looking for? Or what kind of vegetation were you looking for? Or um, what, what what was your deciding factor on that? Go ahead. For me, I'm just looking for a little bit of, little bit of current, some okay. cleaner water, you know, a little bit cleaner water than the surrounding areas, at least. And just something for the fish to get into, like whether it's eelgrass or pads. Mm-hmm. I think when, so when we had the Bassmaster winner on uh, Tyler Cole, uh, it was, I want to say a couple weeks ago or a month ago, whenever that event was, he was looking at mostly uh, pads and stuff uh, in the area he was in uh, and fishing mainly pad fields and I guess small holes in the pads and all that. Um, were you guys finding anything similar to that or had it changed in that, in that time frame since then? I definitely was. I had one or two spots. I never actually made it to the other spot cause it was, I just didn't, didn't have time, but I had one spot where I did most of my damage. I had a little bit of current running through some pads and they were like in there where the current was hitting the pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. The area I fished, I knew it would have current. It always does. So, you know, that's it, there's always fish around. It's more just kind of like finding where they are in the area and, and kind of dialing them in. They ended up yeah. being about, about two and a half foot, like, depth and scattered patches of eelgrass is where they were just holding for some reason. I was fishing about a 150-yard stretch, and I think every fish except for one in my limit came from about a, you know, 25, 30-yard stretch. So Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Just going back and forth over it. Yeah. Just letting um, the rest and coming back. That was it. That's the ticket. I mean, if yeah. you got a spot with, with good fit quality fish in it, just keep milking it until, right. until it, it doesn't. Just, I had a feeling because the way that wind blew the first day, they're really wind dependent in that area. Yeah. And it was pretty dead in my area all morning uh, until Ooh. the last couple of hours. And that's when I was really able to start, you know, up, upgrading some of those smaller fish that I, Gotcha. And those pike didn't care if it was one year or not. I caught a lot of pike yeah. the present day. So yeah, those those things that they don't they don't leave you alone. Anything mm-hmm. you throw at them, nah. just... I read a retied a lot on day two. Oh, I bet. Um, <laughs> so, how, what were the weather conditions and everything like going into the event? Like, what kind of weather patterns did you have? Was it pretty stable or? It was really uh, windy. Uh, all week. That's kind of that's one of the reasons why I decided on the area that 
that I was fishing was was going to be a good one. I those PA 14s are good boats, but in the wind they could be a miserable sail. Just yeah, so, they sit like up that. so high that they catch the wind pretty good. Mm -hmm. They just kind yeah, of like start drifting around everywhere. Yeah, it's the three season helps, but it's yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of yeah, part of. Sorry. I'll do anything to get out of that. I'll do anything to get out of that heavy wind. I don't. I don't like fishing on that stuff. I'll try to find an area out of it if I can. What were you gonna say, Zach? Oh, I was gonna say that's part of why I brought the out back. Just it doesn't catch that wind as bad, and I mean it does, but it's easier to like kind of. Yeah, that's pretty low profile. Yeah. Uh, boat. Um, well, that's awesome. So, how did you guys going into day one? Like, what was your strategy? I guess going into day one what, what do you have a solid game plan figured out or are you just going to kind of wing it and yeah i knew there was fish in the area so i was just gonna basically kind of pre-fish and just kind of dial them in throughout the day mm -hmm. you know, that was kind of my plan i mean it seems like every time i come to the lacrosse they're kind of they always eat the same baits you know so you know yeah. you kind of cycle through those and and you're usually gonna get a catch them if you're in the right area so so what kind of I mean, you don't have to get too specific. Uh, jackhammer kind of works. Um, I've always been able to catch them on a jackhammer. Mm -hmm. um, I like a fluke. Yeah. Um, soft plastics are good. A frog, you know, is always good, especially for, you know, if you're trying to get a kicker or something like that. Frog's oh, yeah. good. So that's, that's been the biggest draw for me to want to try to get up there. It's just the, the frog fishing that I've seen. Uh, it looks pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, I remember the the first tournament we had there was a KBF and and Hoover swore you could catch a fish throwing a frog over your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was it wouldn't quite I'd like, like that the that. first time because uh, <laughs> yeah. the pike were spawning, so you could definitely catch a pike throwing a frog over your head behind you. But <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be wild. Speaking of that, one time uh, I was on chick. And uh, I passed Russ uh, Snyder's in the middle of a bay, and he was literally doing like donuts on his on with his torpedo running in his uh, in his wilderness, and uh, was like casting over the back of his shoulder at waypoints on his graph, and I was like, yeah. "What are you doing over there?" <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That, I don't well, know, just remind me of that. I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody try to do that. But. Well, something that was pretty funny. You could always count on uh, Cody Milton for a good laugh because you never know what he's going to do. But uh, yeah, he decided to uh, – the wind was pretty bad. He decided to wade around um, some of those islands out there in Alaska, and he was like, this is way easier. I don't know why we haven't been doing this the whole time. And he got back in his kayak, and he had eight leeches on his legs. Oh, God. <laughs> <was> like, eight? <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's, it was a lot, a lot of leeches. So it's, like, it's a lot of leeches. Yeah, you're going to learn your lesson on that one, I guess. <laughs> Wear some waders next time or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, all right, so day one starts. Uh, how, how did you guys feel, like, tournament day? Like, how, what was what was the mood going into the into day one, I, I I don't know. I was a little nervous <laughs> that my uh, yeah. fish weren't like really there, but uh, I started on a sand drop and I caught like an eighteen, like about fifteen minutes or something, or the first half hour at least. And I yeah. felt pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty solid fish in that for that region at least. 
Yeah. And then I caught some frogfish right after that pretty quick. So, so I, that, that relaxed me a little bit, but. How long did it take you to, to, to fill your limit that, that, that day? Uh, 15 minutes or something, maybe. Yeah. It's lacrosse. It's like I be, five to 15 minutes if you're in a good spot. <laughs> they do I mean, they might not be big ones. <laughs> yeah. no, day one was awesome. I caught them all day, uh, especially once I figured out they were just, they were on that jackhammer. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have to mess around too much, but uh, day two did not go that way. My first fish, when I got like to my area, uh, thought I had a good one, and it was a drum. So that wasn't a great start. Oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> it's like Tennessee yep. River fishing. Yeah. So that was that wasn't great. And then um, just kind of was grinding it out after that with little ones. I ended up with like a high seventies limit, and kind of was around there all day, just slowly just upgrading a little bit till that wind finally came back there the last last hour or two i got mm-hmm. when i got it coming up gusting i upgraded with a good fish like every time so it's kind of like it too. sounds like it's kind of like fishing mm-hmm. in florida uh, uh like the grass flats and stuff down there yeah, like be, yeah rain uh or wind dependent uh, mm-hmm. for the for the bite to pick up yeah so day one you had a uh like a almost three and a half inch lead going yeah, like after, that, yeah. after day one mm-hmm. uh that's a pretty stout lead no, no. for this for this field um i just know how lacrosse is so like i knew yeah. it could be 70 inches on day two so i wasn't i wouldn't feel yeah. super confident i was gonna go that way again so um, you had that uh 22 and a quarter inch kicker in your limit mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's a monster I, think I was gonna catch another one of those either yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a rare even, fish for that. For never that even heard of a fish like that out there. So, I don't think anybody else had anything over twenty. But I was pretty confident I had big bass sewn up. That was all I knew for sure after day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no sure. doubt. Uh, so that I mean, that's got to be a good feeling at least that, that what you your area is producing. You got you got quality mm-hmm. fish there. Um. Zach, same for you. I mean, you're three and a half inches behind. Did you think that you could possibly catch Eric on day two, or I thought I had to. I thought I had to get ninety. Like that was my goal was to get ninety. Yeah. To, and even if I got ninety, I might not even, you know, have a chance. Still, I mean, uh, it's been pretty, fishing pretty good, so it was wasn't. Uh, wouldn't be too surprised if someone more than one person hit 90. Yeah. I, I think so. Eric, I guess, is the only person to hit 90 for the whole event. Yeah. Um, but other, after that point, you got a ton of people. I mean, you had, on day one at least, you had three people tied at 86 and three-quarter inches behind you. And then going down the field, it's just like, half inch quarter inch increments all the way down to like 20th place had 80 inches still or 23rd place across um, is always tight I yeah mean, it's a, it's you're a always tight one field away from you know being right there so tons of it looks like tons of 17 to 16 inch fish uh all across the board it's just mm-hmm. if you could find those it looks like if you could find those 17s and 18s that's really what sets yeah. you apart yeah uh, from the rest of the field there 
or those twenty-two and a quarters. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, yeah, those are nice. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> find those. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Eric, go, you had the lead going into day two. How did you approach going into day two? Did you, were you gonna just go back and keep doing the same thing, or yeah, that's try what to I was mix it up a little bit? That's what I was hoping to do. They were calling for some more wind than we got, but it was switching. Like it was coming out of the completely opposite direction. I think it was out of the south the first day, and it was supposed to come out of the I think northeast the second day. So a lot of times when that happens, it ends up being dead in the morning or half the day. It seems yeah. like. So I was kind of ready for that. Like while it's switching, there's no. It's like yeah. no wind at all. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. I I was pedaling out, you know, to the spot, and it was just dead calm. I was like, Ugh like this too much but yeah you know, we'll see. so i mean i did move around a little bit throughout the day um seeing if you know if i could find some fish somewhere else didn't want to get too far away from there because i knew if that wind picked up i wanted to be there and that's yeah that's kind of what happened and i uh like i said upgrade every time i got some good wind and i got some like right there at the end of the day too and put myself in the right spot and i was able to catch a 16.75 to upgrade um 14 something maybe there at the end that yeah moved me up uh, into second place so uh, i knew i didn't have zach but i wasn't going to tell him that so i'd let him follow so <laughs> yeah. let, let him stress it a little bit yeah, yeah. i was stressed i had to wait a day at the Bassmaster championship to find out so oh yeah oh, geez. yeah, yeah. You, you were uh uh kind of freaking out a little bit yeah. that you got oh, that yeah. That was That's, cool to see you in that. Yeah, that was, that was good. But so day two, you, you didn't have the same same luck you did day one. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that bit, those big fish didn't really show up for you. You had a lot of those 17s and 16s, yeah. it looked like. Right, yeah. Um, and so were all those still on the same same baits, like chatter baits? Um, yeah, um, caught, I think, one of them came on a fluke. I think it was like a 16 and a half maybe came in a fluke uh, the second day. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But I was thinking, you know, with, with the wind dying off and everything, I might be able to catch them <laughs> on a Cinco and a fluke and stuff like that. Instead, yeah, you know, like slow down here. and just kind of start dragging stuff but, out there or just yeah. moving. They were just completely shut off. Like, I, you know, when I was coming over, I'd see bass and I'd see bait and – they just weren't moving at all. And then it was like, as soon as that wind picked up, they, they started busting and, and everything and it would just get them going. So it just had, there had to be some wind there, but just, just the luck of the draw for that day, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, so yeah, I don't think I would have made any different decisions, you know, I mean, I did, did what I could fish, fish clean and everything. And, and yeah, it was fun. And that, they just didn't that one fish it. was like, that's all I needed. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of a freak fish for that region. Yeah. Yeah. There really was another 20 with it. It had to be 20. It looked like it was, it was, I was up there trying to take the bait out of that one's mouth when I was reeling it in. So it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Save the pins for that place. Yeah. That spot. Go, go back for that one. Yeah. Uh, what kind of chatterbait setup are you running? Just out of curiosity, uh, like I was throwing a jackhammer. It was a height delight, and okay. I like to throw a, a little dipper on on my jackhammers. That's pretty much all I use. Sort of makes sense. A lot of people like 
a lot of people like the Zako and stuff. I was just like the little dipper. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like experimenting with different stuff and just seeing different what kind of different actions you can get. Right. right. Um, if it ain't broken, you, are you using, like straight fluoro or like braid to fluoro guy or? Uh, I use like twenty pound fluoro always. Gotcha. That's awesome. What kind of rod and stuff are you using? Uh, I use a it's like a seven foot. Uh, Medium heavy, moderate fast, uh, St. Croix Legend. Okay. I've just used it forever, and and I hardly ever lose any fish on it. The action's right and everything, so. You got confidence in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because St. Croix just, you know, they're, they're a sponsor of mine, and they just sent me a bunch of new rods, and, and I got one. I wanted to try it for chatterbaits, but I didn't lose it. use it this week because I have too much confidence in that rod. I know it's right. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't want to try a new one in the, yeah, right. in the middle of a tournament. Yeah. It's like uh, Ghost in the Darkness when uh, Val Kilmer goes in with a rifle he hasn't used. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh dude goes, you went into battle with an unproven rifle when it, when it misfires. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not going to fall in his footsteps on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you get any of those new, um, uh, is it the Mojo Bass one that they redid that have the. Um, I got, I got some of the glass um, for uh, crankbaits and stuff. I got a, a bunch of the, the Legend X's is my, it's my favorite series. So yeah, a bunch of those and a bunch of the new, uh, the new tournament series rods are really nice. So I got a bunch of those. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And a few of the extremes also. Yeah, some of those are high dollar rods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like the, the spinning rods and the extremes and the, I don't like the, the heavier ones. I like, I think the butt gets a little too heavy. That's why I, I go to the legend for the, for the bigger, heavier stuff. It's kind of just my, what I prefer. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their preferences. Mm-hmm. That stuff, but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so, Zach, day two rolls around, and you're three and a half inches behind Eric. Uh, what was your mindset going into that? I mean, you said you had to get 90 inches, but how did the day play out for you? Uh, I, I just knew I had to fish clean. I did lose like a, like a 17 and a half the day before. So I thought maybe that was gonna be well, that the deciding factor. I was, I was gonna lose, or I was gonna lose by like an inch or less. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I I got to my sand drop in the morning and fish were schooling up on top of it. I like looked at my phone to see what time it was, see how much time I had. I had like three minutes, but when I was looking at my phone, I was my hand, whole hand was like shaking, <laughs> like I was just full of adrenaline, like just ready to go. I mean, and that's, nervous. That's, that's the feeling you want to have before an event. Like, yeah. you start losing that feeling, that's probably when you got to stop fishing for a minute. Yeah, that, that's that's what you what you're chasing there. That adrenaline rush. Right. And then, yeah, I caught my limit like ten minutes. I even caught a couple smallies. I haven't caught any smallies on that spot all year. Yeah, and I was gonna check that. I don't know if that I saw a ton of smallmouth in the, uh, like in the top ten at least. Yeah, I don't know I, if I saw a ton of people with smallmouth. I ended up calling. I called mine out. Yeah, it's hard to rely on smallmouth. They just yeah. they move too much there. Like if you, you know, I did in one tournament and they were there, and my rudder fell off on the way. So 
I was spinning around in circles, hooking 18, 19 inch smallmouth and couldn't get them in and spin around the current. So of course I was like, of course they're here and I can't catch them. So, oh but, man, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's gotta hard be frustrating. Smallmouth there. Like, if you got an area where you have large mouth and small mouth you close together yeah. then you're better off. Yeah. Yeah. Smallies are a bonus for me. I don't right. target. I try not to target them. They're there. They're there. Catch them. I think that's. It seems like that's almost true for most places with largemouth and smallmouth. Is that the largemouth are more consistent? And, no. Uh, you won't catch me going for uh, largemouth on St. Clair. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like some places, though, like the the smallmouth are. <laughs> That's all you want to be chasing. Mm. But um, so you had a couple smallmouth that you're trying to cull out uh, on. Describe yeah. the sandbar that you're talking about. How does that set up? Well, this, this one was pretty big. It was um, it's pretty shallow up on top and then okay. it basically just drops and there's a good amount of current coming through here or coming yeah. through there. And they're just on that lip where it drops or most of the time they're up on that lip. That morning they were all over the place. But, uh, yeah, they're just waiting for food to come by and then just grab it. What kind of, uh, I don't know if I asked this yet, but what kind of forage have you guys, were you guys looking for in that in those areas? Uh, like, what are they feeding on? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what they're feeding on in the eelgrass. I can't really tell. I mean, I've seen some, like, little minnow looking things like maybe shiners or something but i'm so like sure there's bluegill and perch and it's a lot of bluegill and i had some big perch around and uh the other area that i had um that i'd never actually caught anything that i kept out of was just packed full of shad and it was crazy how much shad was there but there was no i couldn't get any big bites no big bass there i don't know that's weird yeah Maybe they're just. I, I, did catch, I did catch a walleye, caught a channel cat there, a bunch of small bass. Yeah, but hmm. no, nothing to kept there. So, so uh, what kind of like bait patterns were you guys using mostly? Like shad pattern stuff, or like you said, you saw a lot of bluegills that were using. Yeah, or some like bluegill pattern. That's what I was using. I also used the uh, the Brett's bluegill. That's another yeah. one I used. Yeah, so, yeah, those are good colors. Yeah, I, was, um, I also used a, a white little dipper trailer on at a certain point. That's actually what I got that twenty-two on. I was actually ran out of my other trailer, so I grabbed one of those. So I don't that's know if it always happens. <laughs> they were yeah. like as long as they were feeding, and yeah, <laughs> probably I was just went to the tackle shop and got all the white ones. After that. They didn't have a lot there. I went and looked. I actually called uh, Matt Ball and went and picked up a couple of uh, jackhammers. From yeah. He'd have some. Oh, what were you going to say there, Zach? Sorry. To oh, I was just going to tell you. I was I was using white a white popper, and then I was using a white frog and uh, natural natural red, I think is what it's called, from okay. Spro. They like that down there. So mostly shad pattern or – white and shad colored Um, pretty much makes sense makes sense um so going towards the if you go on my instagram and look up it's like an old old post but it's like a match the hatch one i had a smallmouth cough up like a four inch 
um, a four inch crayfish and it was like just green pumpkin with orange claws. And I was like, yeah, that's like that on. I was like, uh, I don't know why I'm catching them. I'm like, I was using, I think I was using a bobblehead with a, with a rage crawl or something that matched it just right. Something like that. Like but orange was, tips on it or, and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I think, uh, earlier this year, uh, I was at a, an event on chick and, uh, I found a ton of crayfish on the bank and just started taking pictures of them and went home and found all my jigs that had the same color patterns. I think they were like a bluish greenish hue with a like brown claws. Uh, went out there the next day and just smashed them on that color. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it's there's definitely truth to matching the hatch. Yeah. Uh, I love matching a jig to a crayfish color. You know, yeah, that's, that's, it seems like that's the that one of the easiest ways to to, mm-hmm. to fool them is right. matching a crayfish that's in local to that region. Right. So Zach, towards the end of day two, <clears throat> um, what were you thinking like in the last couple hours of? of the day uh did you think you might have it or uh were you stressing and trying to trying to coal still or what was going on i think i had like 18 like a 17 and three quarters and like three sixteens but i was having a hard time uploading because i i didn't don't have very good service in that area i figured if i did upload i'd be in the lead but like barely and uh like, I don't know, about noon, I think I caught my last kicker, like my 17, three quarters or 18 or whatever. Yeah. And I was finally able to sit there and upload. And I had a bunch of 16s that I had to go through on my uh, gallery. But when I uploaded, I was in the lead. Yeah, that's a uh, you had tied, I guess, Levi on day two with 86 and three quarters. There's a lot of 86 and three quarters going on on this event i think yeah. there was like seven people or, or five or six people that had 86 and three quarters um between yeah. day one and day two me and christine and cody and a bunch of us we had a, a bet going on what it would take to cast a check what big bass would be and and what it would take to win and uh, I hit what it would take to win on the dot. I said 87 a day, which is 174. Yeah. Uh, I said, uh, I can't remember what I said, what it would take to cash check, but apparently I hit that on the dot. And then uh, I hit the big bass on the dot. I said 19.75 if I hadn't caught that 22. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you ruined your own. I felt like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, uh, it's good to have a pretty good idea of what it takes to win, you know? Like, yeah. Like when I'm fishing area, I know well. Like I remember being on St. Clair one time fishing the tournament that I won, and um, and I I think I had 88 or something, and I was I looked up and saw like a bunch of people in front of me, and I was like, I got to move. Like this, I'm not going to be able to upgrade and get to what I need to get to to have a chance to win this tournament if I don't. So, and I ended yeah. up moving, ended up with in first like 96 and a half after day one, and ended up winning it. But I mean, knowing how what it takes to win, like definitely helps. I think that's a, I mean, that's a lot of, I guess some people we don't really talk about a whole lot is like watching the leaderboard and knowing what it's going to take to get to the top spot and like where you're gauging, using that to gauge where you're at halfway Mm -hmm. through a day or something, whether or not you need to make a change and make something happen. Right. 
I mean, same thing like uh, Table Rock. Uh, Cody Milton was telling me that it was going to take 87 to win. I ended up with 88 inches of smallmouth, I think, within the first like hour and a half. And I called him up, was like, well, did I win? He was like, yeah, you won. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and write the check out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so both of you guys are right there to like right there in it at the end here. Um like going to the check in, do you guys Eric, you said something about you thought Zach still had it, but you wanted to make him stress a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw him at 174, and when I got that last one, I was like, man, that's short. <laughs> I needed a little bit more <laughs> than that. But, uh, um, yeah, and we were standing on stage, and he was like, we've been here before, but I think he got me this time. And I was just like, ah, I wouldn't fall down. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, nah, not this one. You, you got this one. Yeah, Zach, how right. did that feel? Is this, is this like one – how, how many like a big trail events have you won before like this? Uh, like a national series, this would be my first. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, and yeah, I but mean, you beat out Eric here's won a ton of events, so that's I mean that's saying that's awesome feeling too that you got to win one yeah. against like one of the most talented kayak anglers out there. Yeah, I think it was a. Uh, was a KBF event like I think it was in May, right? In the cross, uh, Eric beat me by like a quarter inch or something. <laughs> I was like, man, you gotta I, get I, back on this one. Yeah, I'm glad to get him back on this one. This <laughs> one means a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always awesome. nice. <laughs> that's a cool feeling, man. So, like going into the check-in, did you think you had this one, or how were you feeling uh, about that? Everyone was kind of telling me I had it. Um, yeah, I think the only guy I was worried after, like, overhearing everyone talking and stuff, I think I thought maybe Eric said he caught one in the last couple minutes or something. I was like, oh, great. Here start, we go. start spreading rumors or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he actually said that or if I'm thinking of someone else. But I, mean, I, I did, little... yeah. I did catch one. It was just okay. little, one as big as I needed to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure. I wasn't very sure at all. That's awesome. How did it feel at the end when they called you up for first place? Oh, it was like like relief. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I was excited. Yeah, I bet, man. That's a cool feeling to take home mm-hmm. a, a national trail victory. Um, yeah. Especially in this field. I mean, you got tons of talented anglers in that field. Uh, yeah. A lot of people from all over the country. I think this one may have been, I guess it was kind of a smaller event for the Hobies this season, I think, 90 anglers. Uh, but you're talking tons of quality anglers in that. So that's that's still a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I always like more because the people that show up are always the ones you don't want to fish against anyway. So Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's almost like a miniature <laughs> tournament of champions kind of event, like. Right. All the people that are going to show up that, for that stuff are the hardcore, serious anglers that, that are chasing trails across the country and doing all that. Um, I mean, there's, and there was a ton of fish caught, uh, 1,200 fish and 90 anglers. That's like, yeah. how many fish per angler is that? Like 12 or something like that? Yeah. 14? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I didn't upload nearly half of mine either. <laughs> 
13 sure and a half fish saying. per angler. That's, that's wild. And I was going to look at, see how many people caught limits. Uh, all the way down to 66th place, so three quarters of the field or so, two-thirds of the field. Caught limits both days, it looks like. Yeah, 69, 69th place for day two, so <clears throat> that's... I mean, that's a good, a healthy fishery, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, tons of fish. I mean, tons of, you're looking, I mean, it doesn't look like a ton of huge fish. Um, but for that region, a lot of like 16, 17-inch fish. Uh, yeah, that's a good place. You just want to set the hook and mm-hmm. get your hands tore yeah. up. And yeah, it's a good place to go. They're a good fire. They're, They're healthy there. Yeah. It's one, yeah. Of, one of the healthiest places that we go, I feel like. Uh, lacrosse really healthy yeah it seems like it. a lot of these pictures are just like almost engorged fish look at that that guy's got a big small mouth on uh, day two did he have all small mouth no <clears throat> no just that one <laughs> uh, but yeah that's that's cool man so do you guys got any sponsors or anything you want to thank um, I know, Eric, you probably got a whole list of ones. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. <laughs> <I'll wait. laughs> I, I figured I'd just read them off this time. Uh, Dakota Lithium, Fishing Online, Torquedo, uh, Yak Power, St. Croix Rods, Buck and Bass, Power Pole, Catch Outdoors, The Bomb Anchors, Yak Attack, Z-Man, Mainstream Outdoors, and Detroit Grooming. How do you fit all that on a jersey? Yeah. It's on there. Got <laughs> <laughs> kind them of all like jigsaw puzzled in there, mm-hmm. like Tetris. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, those those um, power pole. Uh, they sent me two power poles this year, and having those dual power poles in the kayak has been huge. Yeah, like, uh, it was a big help at Hartwell when we had that uh, that win and and had some fish on beds and stuff. And it was they a keep you from here. spinning when you got mm-hmm. both of them down. They yeah. do, yeah. Yeah, better than I thought they would, really. Um, huh. But yeah, does it matter how far apart you set them, or I don't know? I've just got the uh, innovative sportsman mount and uh, gotcha. and use that, and yeah, it works works really well. Does it? Yeah. How, does it like lift the back end of your kayak up? It depends how there's like a setting on like strength. So gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I keep it on two, I think, so okay. it doesn't because otherwise it'll one side will kind of fight the other if you're not. So just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to have them balanced and all that, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I got a – Dakota Lithium's awesome. You know, they pay for our lodging on the road and um, don't have to worry about power or anything. I got a 23-amp hour uh, for my fish finder and my lights. I got a 23 for my live scope, and I got a 23 for my power pole. So I don't have to wow. worry about running out of – yeah any juice while i'm out there what about for your motor setup what size uh, motor is a, a torquedo i've got uh three of the the big ones the nine i think it's nine fifteen watt the big batteries yeah, and I got three of those okay so i got wow. those all over the place and you got tons <laughs> of batteries on that yeah one. yeah 
I had 16 rods out, out there with me that day too uh, during the tournament. So <laughs> stay afloat. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose a little bit of weight to be able to carry that much stuff. Yeah, I've really got 50 pounds of soft soft plastics. It's basically a bass boat at this point. It's got. Yeah. <laughs> it's you got, got a trailer for it, or you? Yeah, uh, trailer. Okay. I used to slide into the back of my truck, and uh, then I started got to the point where I had to start carrying Vicodin with me in case I threw my back out, and I was like, "This is <laughs> I got to get a trailer. Forget this." Yeah, I mean, when you <laughs> all that stuff on there. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not work that way. Back right now. Uh, I remember that's, that's... actually AJ helping me lift my kayak at a tournament, and he didn't think it was funny back when I used to slide in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that keeps me sliding mine in the truck is that I've started like weightlifting and doing like heavy deadlifts and stuff to mm. try to keep my strength up to be able to slide that big ass 14 in the back of the yeah. truck. Yeah. <laughs> the day right. I stopped lifting though, this is probably the day I stopped doing that. Right. Yeah. That, that kinda... thing is too heavy to, to, to be doing by yourself. It's kind of like the motor. Like I used to pedal all the time and didn't have a motor and pedaling didn't bother me. But now like I only pretty much only pedal when I'm fishing a, uh, a Hobie event. Yeah. The rest of the time I'm motoring like every chance I get, you know, a lot of times I'll stop and fish and, you know, I'll pedal, but going spot to spot. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can get up and go just a little bit easier with the motor and mm -hmm. cover a lot more water. So it's, we're all getting laser in old age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I mean, at the same time, you're also getting a little bit more efficient too. So, um, yeah. like, you can check right. spots you want to get to, and uh, it doesn't take you as long, and you're not as tired right. when you get there. So, also helps when uh, there's a boat tournament and you're trying to race to a spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the most frustrating things. Yeah, trying to beat a boat to a spot. Uh, that's it's burned me good. a few times in the last couple of years. Where <laughs> I'll make a five mile run somewhere and I get there and in the last like quarter mile of it, a boat just goes zoop, yep. right up to it. I'm like, damn, yep. <laughs> I just worked my tail off to get up here. <laughs> yeah. I had that happen on my early tournaments in Gunnersville. Guy cut me off right at the end. <sighs> it's frustrating. Yeah. Are you going to fish the, this Gunnersville event coming up? The native event? I just signed up. You just so, signed up? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll see you down there. Yeah. I signed up last night. Right. Cool. Yeah, I love going uh, We can get a couple more. I mean, there's tons of guys that sign up last minute. So, me yeah, included, I, love I guess. Well. I'll try to fish any tournament I can there. It's that's a fun place. Yeah, now 51 for right now. But I think I'm hoping that they'll hit 80 to 90 or so. Um, I think there's a lot of Tennessee and local guys that I don't see signed up yet that I've talked to that are going to try to fish it so no you're like who uh just a lot of the local club guys uh, <laughs> i don't know if i've talked to like russ or riser or any of them about fishing it yeah but it should be a fun event it'll be a good time yeah that's mainly why I, that, so i haven't fished in a couple of weeks since i had my kid um and this will be the first time on the water since then so okay. i'm just excited to go go do that and have fun. Yeah. I know uh, Jackson Norris fishing. I don't know if he signed up yet. Uh, here, I'll check right now. I got it pulled up. Uh, uh, Jordan Lee signed up for it. There we go. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't see him signed up yet, and it just went up to 52 while I'm sitting here. Okay. 
Oh, cool. Uh, they'll start trickling in the next two, two or three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Zach, how about you, man? Do you got any sponsors or anything you want to thank? Uh, I got one sponsor. That's Mossy Oak. I mean, it's pretty solid. Um, yeah. Sponsor. Yeah. yeah, they've been mm-hmm. good to me. Um, then I definitely have to thank my wife for, well, letting me get away from the house and do all this running around. Yeah. My four kids for supporting me and cheering me on. And did you uh, have them oh, yeah. at the, at, were they at the weigh in with no, you? No, they weren't. Watch that would have been cool. Live. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then I, I got to thank, uh, my local league, uh, Miniac Bass Fishing League, they've they've been very supportive of me, and even at the Bassmaster, they're cheering me on, and the Hobie, they definitely cheering me on there too, and being supportive. Even uh, yeah. Bob Baller showed up, and he wasn't even in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, just come, just come to show some support. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a cool to have a, like a close knit community like that in a. Uh, Especially with like that considered a grassroots club, uh, the Miniac League, or kind of yeah, like, yeah, a little higher tier, I guess, but still uh, in that same realm, I guess. Uh, it's cool to have that support from that from the, yeah. from those guys. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, cool guys. Um, well, we appreciate you having on have, having you on. Uh, it's good talking with you guys. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to? comment on or say uh why you got the why you got the floor here i don't know you could have a second at toc (laughs) i've never even been on the lake i'll take it (laughs) the toc that's on chickamauga this year is that right Mm -hmm. in november Uh, it's gonna be interesting my lake's gotten a little tougher it seems like every year every year and then november is a lot of pressure time to fish uh Chickamauga, it's gonna like, yeah, very finicky. Yeah, is that like a ledge fishing lake or is it more uh, certain times of the year? But I don't know about November ledge fishing. I think typically in November, what I see a lot is um, they've drawn the lake down, and once that drawdown happens, uh, there's a lot of topped out grass everywhere uh, and grass that's starting to die off. so if you can find some of those spots that's still got a little bit of green to it, that's uh, a lot of success doing that. I think that's how Lee Livesey won the Bassmaster event a couple of years ago on Chickamauga. And when they had that COVID year where they switched everything to the fall and it was like mid or late October, I think it was late October. You might be able you're to, looking to do some research. You might may go watch that yeah. event. See, uh, watch all the coverage from that event. It's that'll give you a pretty good clue where to start. Is a uh, thirty pound braid enough, or should I upsize it? Yeah, go up, go up quite <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we don't mess with that thirty here. Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome, man. What what other events you guys got coming up next? Uh, I got a uh, Sam oh, yeah. Rayburn. I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you chasing our AOI for the Hobie this year? Or? No, I. Uh, this was only my third event, so uh, okay. for Hobie. 
So yeah, I just I was just happy to qualify for the TOC and get it out of the way. I almost yeah. did it by Yuga, and uh, but uh, yeah, so I'll just yeah. I, there's not a lot, lot of lot to fish left, and I love I love traveling and fishing. You know, that's yeah. so if there's a tournament on a lake that I want to fish, then I'm gonna go try to fish it. So that's kind of the way. Have I feel you been to Rayburn. Rayburn before? Or is that Normally, be- yeah, I did. I fished Rayburn for a Hobie. If I think it was two years ago, and it was like it was 10, 20 foot high, something like that. So. Wow. Um, I nice was to get out there in like normal conditions. Yeah. I was catching fish off of people's lawnmowers and stuff then. So <laughs> you'll see what it's like in a regular pool, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Zach? What do you got coming up? Uh, I got a local or Minyak event this weekend. Then I got their championship at the end of September. Then I got the TOC. Nice. And that's, I think that's all I got planned for the year. Where did they have their uh, championship at? Uh, it'll be on uh, Lake Minnetonka. I've never been there. That sounds like a. It seems some yeah, cool stuff about it. It's busy in the summer. I'm hoping September by the end of September it's cold enough where all those pleasure boaters are, you know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the if north there, it might get it might get cold enough yeah. by September. To I've never fished it. I remember hearing Chappelle talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Is Prince skit or what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks you guys for coming on. Good luck for the rest of your seasons. Uh, uh, Eric, it sounds like I'll see you down here at Gunnersville this coming couple days. Yeah. And good luck at the TOC. I mean, that's going to be a fun, fun event in uh, yeah. November, right? Like mid November. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll see you at uh, KC Barbecue. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for tonight. Um, I appreciate Zach and Eric coming on. Uh, I typically have got a wrap-up, but usually Jimmy sends that to me, and he didn't send it to me. So uh, we're just going to not do that tonight. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll catch it up next week. Um <clears throat> But that'll do it for this week. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, tune in next time. I think I'm not sure what we'll have coming up next week, but uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, maybe do get try to get some people from this uh, Gunnersville event, um, the native event, and get some get some insight from that. Uh, All right, I'll see not, you. We'll figure- I'll see you on here next week then. All right. <laughs> Go back to back. I think uh, the only person we've had that do that so far this year may have been Russ. I think because he won like two big events back to back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Him well, and maybe it seemed like we had Ewing on. Uh, it seemed like it was back to back. I can't remember if it was or not. Uh, uh, I'll tell you something funny real quick. Uh, my, uh, my now eight year old, uh, a couple of years ago, I, wear my Dakota lithium hoodie a lot. Right. Yeah. So he sees me wearing that thing and, and I let him have an Instagram so he could follow me. And, uh, he jumps on Russ as he sees him, you know, with his, with his, uh, Dakota hoodie on and he jumps on yeah. there and goes, copy my dad's shirt. First of all, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. Wrong tree there. <laughs> I had to call Russ and tell him he was like, he was, he was dying laughing. He was like, that's, that's way funnier now that I know it's your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's a cool but, story. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, uh, yeah. Don't don't be wearing that, repping that Dakota stuff around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell Russell could get that stuff out of here. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I guess all right. Well, hopefully we'll see you next week uh, on the show. After the Guttersville event. But with that, well, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, thanks for having me. Closer runner. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me as well. On. <laughs>